0: You're listening to the U-Mentor Talk Show, where we invite a panel of experts each week to hear about their incredible journey and career paths. Coming up on today's show, we'll be chatting with Alia Sharif and Bilal Bukhari. Alia has her Master's in Graphic Design and Bilal is a Cybersecurity Advisor. This week's show was brought to you by the Salaam Center. As usual, I'm Fatima El-Sayed, your U-Mentor you Talk Show host. Make sure to tune in to the talk show every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember you have any questions for the panelists you can always leave them in the comments section of our YouTube channel. Alia how are you today?
1: Alhamdulillah good how are you?
0: Good doing well. So you're a graphic designer can you tell us exactly what that is?
1: So a graphic designer basically is a can be a lot of um, different fields. Um, I specialized in branding and identity which is um creating identities for companies, for NGOs, uh, which can involve logo design, uh, stationery, posters, any advertising and marketing. So um, website design can involve a lot of things. Um, It gives us a good variety to work with.
0: It keeps everything interesting.
1: Definitely. (laughs) and it keeps you on your toes
0: yeah um so what's the nature of the job
1: um basically i work freelance so i set my own hours Um, i also work on a variety of uh, different projects it can involve anything uh, going from logo design i've worked with um, creating um, wedding invitations uh, front end website design, um, advertising. Um, I've created um, handmade um, cards and things like that. So it can involve a lot of things.
0: What's your favorite thing to do?
1: Oh, right now I am uh, really into handmade cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also started uh, designing a website that is catered to uh, providing resources for madrasa age kids, so uh-huh. kids between uh, from kindergarten up to about grade ten, um, and it's just giving them resources, Islamic resources, and uh, secular resources. So that's in the works. So. Okay.
0: And, and have you always been interested? That. In arts and crafts and things,
1: from a very young age, my aunt actually really encouraged me into you know she would give me pieces, of pe- uh, pieces of paper and anything that I wanted, and so she always like motivated me into doing something artistic and creative, and that sort of sparked it off. Me. yeah, it's it's a it's a good way to um, get it get my mind like my creative juices flowing and from a very young age yeah
0: is it hard to keep your creative juices flowing are there times where you feel like there's nothing there
1: yes <laughs> 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 there's a lot of things um i think uh it's because i work freelance it gives me uh, a little bit of freedom so for example if my brain is not working in the morning it you know you sort of get yourself motivated by going online and like checking out what's out there what's new and it can inspire you or you know for that day if it's not working that's fine uh, sometimes my brain starts working at 3 a.m in the morning and you get up and you have to start working uh, so and then you're tangible. exhausted <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yes pretty
0: much and how do you um, manage that
1: Uh, That's the hardest part, I think, of my job is the actual time management and making sure that you're taking the time to give yourself a break um, and to make sure that, you know, you reach the deadline. I sort of work on, okay, the deadline is tomorrow and I need to work on it today Mm -hmm. kind of person. And that also is a great motivator. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's. It's hard to, to keep time to make sure that um, you're not exhausted and you've timed yourself well that you're able to accomplish whatever um, goals you've set out for yourself. Uh, having a schedule um, the night before, knowing that what you're supposed to do the next day uh, really helps as well.
0: And you've been a freelancer for about eight years now, correct? Yes. And... I feel like it would be a very daunting to just be a freelancer all the time, trying to search for your own work, for your own projects. What advice do you have for people who want to go into the freelance um, zone of things?
1: Well, it definitely helps if you know what kind of projects you do want to work for. Um, I do know that I most of my projects have been with uh, nonprofits and with the community, mostly um, our uh, communities. So it does have quite a bit to know which area you've targeted. There are websites out there, um, depending on which uh, where you're located, that do uh, post projects online. Yeah. And uh, they allow you to, you know, either um, apply for a project, or if they can contact you directly. Uh, some websites allow you to upload your portfolios um, online, and that Helps uh, potential clients contacting you uh, for certain projects. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a little bit easier for me because I've worked with so many of our community members uh, that most of my projects come from recommendations and were word of mouth. And people who know my work, um, you know, send my link uh, or send my website to others that they know who are looking for particular design. Um, projects uh, or design help. And so word of mouth really helps. But you know, sign up, if you're still starting off, I would recommend signing up for websites that allow you to either, you know, apply for jobs or to upload your portfolios, uh, build your network, that is really, really important especially as a freelancer, mm-hmm. uh, build a good network, LinkedIn is amazing. um and there are other websites out there Behance is one that I can think of off of hand. Uh, if you're based in the, in Vancouver, there's a, there's a really good website called local solo, mm-hmm. uh, local solo. Yes. Um, and that's a good website too. It allows you to, uh, you know, post your projects up there and allows potential clients to contact you or and you can see what projects are available as well.
0: That's cool because it provides that sort of base for people who are looking to be seen and get their work known.
1: Exactly. Yeah, but it's um, good to have a portfolio as well of different projects mm-hmm. so that you can you can show the variety that you've worked for with work with. And
0: do you suggest having a portfolio online or?
1: Definitely have a project uh, portfolio online.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's the easiest way right now currently if you look at the way the market is uh most clients do prefer to have a link that they can just click and they don't have to you know open a file um or something like that but i mean there are projects for example if you are into something handmade or something like that then you know a face-to-face meeting or sending pictures would be something that works out better for you. Again, it would depend on what you're targeting, what kind of project you're willing to take on, and and, yeah.
0: Okay, Um, and have you always been, um, like did you always want to do this or was there something different that you wanted to get into?
1: Um, I actually didn't think about graphic design uh, in my, until, you know, after my first year of university, I have always, you know, and since I was younger, I was always interested in marine biology, uh, which is like, total opposite of what I ended up doing. Um, and then I looked at what was required. So I looked at, um, you know, the requirements, and it required, you know, four years of um, bachelors, and then you would, you know, go into specialization, and at that time, I didn't think I would want, I wanted to study that much, uh-huh. especially in science, um, I thought it would, you know, it would be a little more than I could take, Yeah. so I looked around, and I thought, okay, what about, what's available if you go into the artistic or the creative side of, uh, jobs and things like that, and, um, a graphic design, uh, opportunity popped up in the university that I was attending and I said okay let me you know I don't know if I'll get in with the portfolio I do have currently so I'll just apply and let's see what, where it takes me and surprisingly I got in and it was the best decision that I've made.
0: That's amazing and what kind of projects yeah. are you working on at the moment?
1: Right now, I'm currently working for a company called Reach Learning Center, and it allows me to create resources for uh, children with learning challenges, uh, ranging all the way from dyslexia and uh, mild autism to uh, um, just, you know, not wanting to read and and write. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just creating resources that allows teachers to um, To be able to teach them a little tricks and and um spelling rules and things like that so that's really interesting because what i can see is i can i can see that what i've created is being applied uh, and how i can change certain things that make it easier for the the teachers to be able to teach uh, better Uh, so that's really wonderful to see an actual application of what i've been creating the That's other thing that I've been working on, yeah, it's really, it's really- It seems like
0: amazing. it would be like a, an inspiring soul kind of uh, uh, project, so it's great.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> it's definitely different from what I've done before. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, where I create and then it just goes out there and you, but you don't actually see anything coming back mm-hmm. physically. But this is, I'm, I'm at the center, I'm physically seeing what works, what doesn't, and how I can tweak certain things to make it work better. So it's definitely re- really rewarding. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and how do you come up with all of your ideas?
1: Um, the internet is an amazing creation. <laughs> it, it definitely allows you to go out there to seek inspiration. Pinterest is also amazing to, to see what people have already created. You can take ideas and inspiration from what is already out there, and seeing what works, and and tweaking it to make it work mm-hmm. for the project that you that you're doing. Yeah,
0: and is there uh, what's your creative process? I think everyone has their own sort of flow and work. What's yours?
1: That's mine, <laughs> um, again, it would depend on the project that I'm working for. Uh, but it it basically is the that I meet with the client if I can. I usually prefer face to face meetings at least for the you know initially, until I get to know them and how their their um, their project or their what's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get to I get to sit down with them, or I I get to go on the phone with them and I talk to them, see what they're looking for. Some clients are very easy; they know exactly what they want and they give me a very clear idea and some clients come to me and say okay this is what we want to do and we have no idea where to go from there i'm like okay so let's take it step by step Uh, so i talk to them and i have my own set of notes and i jot them down and i go once i get off the phone um i go back through my notes and see what um keywords i can pick up and from then, I give them a few drafts, a few ideas. Uh, and then depending on what they, they end up liking, I work with them to refine it and, and eventually that's the end product.
0: You're listening to the You mentor Talk Show. If you have any questions for the panelists, please post them in the comments section and we'll have them answer. If you're just joining the show, we're on live with Alia Sheriff, a graphic designer. And coming up next will be Bilal Bukhari, a cybersecurity advisor. Now, Alia, do you have um, a sort of Instagram account, Pinterest account, things like that that spark your um, creativity?
1: I do have a Pinterest account where I just pin whatever uh, sort of sparks ideas off. Mm-hmm. But I'm just Alia uh, Sheriff sure. mm-hmm. on there. Um, on Instagram, I'm. I, my account is Cards by Alia where. I've posted pictures of my um, handmade cards that I've been working on. Uh, so please free to contact me or give me a shout out. That would be great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did you start your Instagram?
1: Actually, um, one of my friends, she actually, she just kept at me to start my account. And I said, I don't, I'm not into social media. I don't like social media that much. Mm-hmm. I'm not into it. I will not be able to keep it up. And she is very persistent.
2: <laughs> uh, Sometimes you
1: so need to Yeah, you do. And at one time, uh, we were at a dinner together, and she just told, asked me to add my phone over. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what she was planning to do, and she created up my whole account and told me it was my job to keep it up, and she would get very mad at me if I didn't. So she kind of tends to be a little scary, so I did keep it up <laughs> and... Um, it's it's been amazing. Like I really love uh, Instagram now, mm-hmm. and you know you get so many creative people on there as well, and that's also a great source of inspiration.
0: Is it as hard as you thought to keep up with it?
1: Um, not really. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's just uh, it's very simple because of the way she set it up for me, and I've just. Determined that you know, I'm just gonna stick with the the projects that I've worked on Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, so I've made it easy for myself I have templates that I go back to for the hashtags and things like that and you know she she kept at me until I got it and um, Yeah, yeah. so I'll look for friends who are like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you need that push sometimes
1: (laughs) Definitely
0: (laughs) Um, What's been the most inspiring thing uh, throughout your career?
1: The most inspiring thing um, is actually an event that we hold in Vancouver in our community every year, and that's uh, called Journey into Islam. Mm -hmm. And it's an outreach program that invites um, non-community members uh, to come to our center for a sit-down dinner and an exhibition on Islam. And so, my role is uh, definitely behind the scenes where I've worked with the organizers to create advertising and, um, you know, items that are needed for the exhibition part of the event, as well as the exhibitors. So the exhibitors come back to me with the with whatever content they have, and then I work with them to um, create different um, display ideas for the actual exhibition. Uh, and uh, we're actually, if you, if you are interested in that, um, our website is ourjourneyintoislam.org. So check it out. If you have any ideas, let us know and we will be able to help you out.
0: That sounds great. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and in school, was there anything that really sort of pushed your interest into this even further? What did you study, actually? What um, specific thing did you go into?
1: So my bachelor's was uh, graphic design with a concentration in marketing um, in Vancouver. And then I ended up going, uh, one of my teachers in Vancouver, he always kept talking about the great experience that he had when he was in university. And um, he was actually British, so I ended up going to the university that he had done his a master's in, to do my own master's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did graphic branding uh, as a um, master's there. So that was amazing to uh, just be there with, you know, we were, I thought I would go into the UK and I would be in a group of, you know, British students and things. And we were 42 people in that in that class and there was one British student. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was from different parts of the world, and that was an amazing experience where you get to explore different cultures yeah. and you get to talk to different people, see how their mind works, see how their creative process is. And, and that was a, a huge experience that I would never regret. And
0: that's so interesting because culture affects, um, really does influence the way you uh, design things.
1: Yes, and I think the way that I've grown up as well has definitely um, influenced the way that my design comes out, um, and even the the way that I've picked my clients and the projects that I work on. I've you know grown. I've been born in Africa. I grew up in India, and now I'm in Vancouver. And my parents have always encouraged us to to be open and to explore. And our community is like so vast and so varied that, you know, it really encourages you to seek what is different about people and what's unique about a certain person that you're meeting. Yeah, sounds amazing.
0: We actually have a question from the listeners for you. Yes. Um, for a high school student who is curious about graphic design and isn't sure what they want to be, uh, uh, sorry, that they want to be a graphic designer, what would you tell them?
1: There are so many different aspects of design and if you are interested in design, it doesn't necessarily have to be graphic design. Um, I know for for a fact that in in the school that I was going for, they did have some sort of graphic uh, component to um, some of their uh, courses that they were offering. But I mean, just explore what challenges you, what, and if you are in a, in a community that does require uh, design help, help yeah. them out, just do a little bit of volunteering work. If that interests you, then you, you, know, you know that you're heading in the right direction. And if that is something that you know that does not that you feel yourself going more into uh, something like interior design or something like fashion design or something like that, I mean the best way to figure out what you want is to do work in that area. Yeah. So whether it is volunteering work or even if you pick up a project and actually run with it, go for it. Maybe Just shadow a
0: designer much- for a day
1: exactly either that the best way that i got to learn a lot was actually volunteering and and then actually working um at a print shop so if there are yeah so just go there um they will teach you a a huge amount of work Mm -hmm. um they're super busy which you would not expect (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah you learn the technical part of how you're the design eventually comes out and how much work is involved in, in that part of the uh, part two so that was a huge learning curve but yeah just get as much experience as you can in the field that you're going that you're thinking of and you know you will figure out whether you like to do that for the rest of your life or not
0: are there like particular internships that you suggest
1: um it would depend on the course that you're taking again again if you are a, a high school student i would recommend that you you through you maybe through your school or maybe through the community that you're in try to find you know internships that you can like you suggested follow someone shadow someone and figure out you know approach people, nag people. I mean, people are more than willing to help out, especially if you're a high school student and you're still trying to figure out, people are more sympathetic to that, so no kid.
0: <laughs> Everyone remembers being that position.
1: <laughs> oh yes, and you know, people are more than willing to help you out. You just have to ask.
0: Um, so in this field, there's a lot of uh, back and forth with customers and clients um, what's an example of like most difficult client or project that you've had to handle and how did you handle it? It's
1: the most difficult part. I think the most difficult project so far is wedding cards. <laughs> um, because people have, typically what I've noticed is that people have, they know what they want, but they can't tell you what they want. Mm. So That's you end up having, yes there's a lot of time spent in that there's a lot of your effort. your you no know, but you do have clients that you know they will see the first draft and they will like they will love it but they want to see other other ideas other drafts so you end up doing another like five six drafts and then they will say oh these are great but i like the original idea mm-hmm you know and at times like that you really have to practice patience yeah and, and and you know try to talk yourself into not like saying something um and being diplomatic mm. but yeah it feels the toughest part has been um you know people clients not knowing that they have a certain idea but knowing, not not knowing how to express it and the other thing is yes i work a lot with our community members and that is really hard uh because what they again they're they're in a position where you know they're not able to tell you what they want or they're not able to they're, i mean most of the people that i work with again are you know they have their own jobs and uh, so this is like working for the community is volunteer work or something like that mm-hmm. so you know not the best uh time management i've worked with a pro with the with the on a project that i gained a reputation that no matter how late they sent me stuff yeah. it would be yeah. the changes would be made and ready for them in the morning um <laughs> but then they also knew that they will not get a response from the end of 12. Oh, so action. you're sort of
0: a nat- night owl
1: Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so for so that particular project, I was working from 12 to five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that continued for a couple of months. I think what does that take you need a toll sure, It definitely does. And after the project, I, I did crash for about a, like a week. I
0: can um, imagine.
1: If the same thing that happens after the event, uh, Journey to Islam event that I was talking about earlier. Um, Same thing. I mean, the whole everyone who is involved in the organization part, we all crash for a week Mm -hmm. Um, after that. Nobody contacts anybody. And then after that, we, we, you know, we start debriefing and all that and and seeing what's what's now the next steps for it. But you definitely need to take time off and you need to make sure that you yourself are okay before you continue.
0: What opportunities other than freelance are there? um in your area
1: well freelance is uh basically you're working um on your own company and you're establishing yourself Mm -hmm. but you can definitely work for um corporations you can apply for ngos ngos uh sorry, uh, non-profit organizations Mm -hmm. also require a lot of design. So if, for example, if you're in a similar situation like me and you feel like your contribution would be more catered towards uh, uh, organizations that require um, help that might not be able to, you know, give you as or pay you enough, Uh, for your services, you can definitely work for them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Corporations, um, you can decide whether you want to, you know, apply for a big company, like the one that I did my uh, mentorship in, um, and it's one of the bigger companies based in, I think it's, I think it's a global company, but the one, it was, uh, I did the mentorship in the in their Vancouver office. But a few of my, um, my, my friends or my classmates did their mentorships in smaller and are currently working in smaller um, companies, sort of like, uh, you know, mom and pop shops, a uh, kind of thing that have propped up. Vancouver has an amazing design, um, uh, design center, Um, And so does uh, places like London and Europe and things like that. So wherever you're based, you have to look out there and see what you want. The other option is to actually work for a company once you've gained enough experience and enough um, networking and things. And then you can always branch off on your own.
0: We actually have another question from the audience for Mm -hmm. you. Um, They're asking, do you work better alone or in a group or team?
1: Again, that would depend on the projects that I take up. I really enjoy teamwork. Um, The group that I work for, uh, for Journey into Islam, is amazing. Uh, Every year, because again, we're working on a more volunteer basis. And we're all youth. All of us are youth who are organizing and running the event. Uh, You know, working with the same kind of community uh, or the same age people uh, is amazing. You can gain so much from other people, but at the same time, working for a pe- in a group that has, you know, a huge variety of tips. So for the 12 to five uh, job that I had, uh, we were a lot of people and we were all in different time zones too. So our, yeah. you know, web developer was in the, on the East coast. Our uh, project manager was going between here and China, so it was it's challenging definitely to to work in a team, but the, the rewards are amazing.
0: And do you have any final piece of advice for the future generation of graphic designers?
1: Just make sure that you pick what's right for you. You need to make sure that you enjoy the work because that's what will get you the kind of reactions or the kind of projects that you want to work for. Make sure that you pick what is what motivates you and what inspires you and make sure that whatever you create out there inspires other people to be like you.
0: Thank you so much, Alia, for your time and for sharing your wisdom with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was really amazing to talk to you. Thank you.
0: Great having you. Now, before we get to Bilal, just a reminder that Umoja Soccer Academy session is in full swing in select cities. If you want an academy in your city, please reach out to us at info at UmojaOutreach.org. There are very few spots left in the Toronto and New Jersey Academy, so fill up fast. Also, make sure to check out the official Emoji games on 2018 photos at the Umoja website by searching slash games and clicking gallery. Bilal, how are you today?
2: Doing good. Thank you for having me here.
0: Thank you for being here. So, you've got a great audience. Um, <laughs> we can see all the comments coming up. Um, can you tell us a bit about your job?
2: Sure. Uh, so, I'm a senior. Cybersecurity consultant currently working at uh, Protivity. Protivity is technology consulting pr- practice. I specialize in penetration testing, which includes testing for vulnerabilities on clients' websites, computer systems, firewalls, and all things related to cybersecurity, uh, cyber or computers. So I so clients hire me or hire my team to, uh, to test their systems, networks. Uh, applications web applications softwares Mm -hmm. yeah so this is a very brief introduction about myself
0: what did you study in school so uh, mostly computers and Mm -hmm. uh, I have
2: done bachelor's in uh, computer networking from Coventry University UK Mm -hmm. so that's the that's the baseline of my studies and aside from this I've also done uh, one certification by the name of uh, oscp offensive security certified professional uh, it's uh it's a it's a tough certification uh, it's a hands-on uh, certification on regarding penetration testing breaking systems so i've done that as well
0: so what's penetration test testing
2: sure uh, so in pen-
0: so the, the
2: term penetration test is is just a term we use in in telling our clients or everyone that uh hey uh if there's a website or system or a computer network we will try to break in legally mm-hmm. uh uh legally. <laughs> <Yes>. highlight that <laughs> uh, yes yeah, uh, legally is very important and you know since uh cyber security laws are very tight so mm-hmm. we make sure uh, to take precaution before we do begin any testing yeah so we so it, it's it's a it's a term we use telling uh for testing systems and uh, networks for our clients pen testing that's what.
0: So we how do. does how does the process of that work? What do you do exactly?
2: Uh, so starting from the basics, we when a clients when our clients reach out to us, uh, uh, we try to understand the scope what what they are asking, and uh, let's say if a client comes to us uh, asking us to you know hey why don't you test our websites or system? We developed our networks, can come in and test our networks. So after our initial conversations, we draft the scope of work and we send it over to our clients. Once they approve it, we give them an a, a initial kickoff meeting. Uh, we have meetings with our client. And during our uh, initial meetings, we take the IP addresses, the website details, system configurations, anything uh, which they want us to test. And we give them a t- uh, timeframe. Most uh, so, let's say if we are testing a client's website, we take normally one week to test their website. And if uh, if it's a website, networks, any other configuration uh, reviews, we take one week mm-hmm. to test them. So if if and we we sell it as a package, it includes wireless assessments, web application assessment, system network assessments. So a whole package. Uh, we send it out to. Uh, to our client and it takes about one month to complete, uh, on average, about one month to complete, uh, uh, complete an engagement.
0: Okay, um, and how did they know that you were in there? What kind of proof do you give them?
2: So before, so there are two types of engagements we do. Uh, one mm-hmm. is red team engagements and one is, uh, you know, one is pen testing. And mm-hmm. uh, in red team engagements, we don't specifically, Define our, our start time or end time. We just tell them, hey, during this uh, during this uh, period of let's say June, July, let's say you know, re- really rough estimate in two months we will be testing your system and we will try to get into your office. We will try to get the crown jewels of your company <laughs> during the time frame. So that's one. That's called. Yeah. And uh, in uh, in a pentest, we we do uh, tell our clients that. Uh, we tell them about the commencing time hey we send out an email hey we are about to commence a ten- a testing and once we uh, uh, once we once uh, once we uh, end our testing we send out an email of summary of what we did and uh, yeah we we keep our clients in the loop so you know this this is how we go about
0: nice and was this a passion of yours
2: oh yes. definitely yeah. a passion of mine
0: when 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 did it start becoming a passion? So uh, it's uh
2: it says cybersecurity or or penetration testing hacking uh hacking related related stuff again very <laughs> earlier back it starts back in 2000 uh 2001 1999 yeah, uh, yeah so how old were you back that. then? Sorry, I was I was uh, I think 15. Okay. Right? 14, 15, yeah. Uh, so it, it, starts from those days. And, uh, at that time I did not even know how to do hack. I just knew the term hack and I, I, it really got me excited. And uh, I, when I when uh, when I used to, uh, when I came to come to know from other friends or, you know, any other one, any other person that hey that XYZ knows about hacking. So I used to get curious. I used to go to them and nobody used to teach me hacking and stuff. So I used to get frustrated and, uh, 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 so I started Googling and, uh, you know, people used to discourage me. Hey, hey, hacking is a bad thing. And and to be honest, hacking itself is a bad thing if you don't use it properly, if you don't use it legally. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's it's. if anyone is listening, it's important to be safe. If if, uh, you know, it's it's the hacking term itself is very, you know, it, it gets exciting, but you you need to know your. Uh, know your limitations. So it, it's there's a white area and a black area. You just make sure everyone listening to our podcast that you know we stay on the white white area of this uh, stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and have you ever broken into anything you shouldn't have?
2: Uh, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you never broke any laws when you were a kid. Uh, well,
2: I think uh, I've. I've figured out my mom's password. I think I've done that, so that's pretty much the law I've broken, and I think she forgives me. I hope she forgives
0: me. <laughs> I hope so that's great. Um, so can you tell me a bit about how you started off in your career? so uh, uh so in t- around two thousand seven
2: two thousand eight uh, mm-hmm. while I was doing my bachelor's in network computing i used to uh, we we used to have a very interesting lecturer. Uh, and uh, uh, he was very talented, very knowledgeable, uh, network networking uh, lecturer. And he used to talk to us about his students who were, who were in the cybersecurity field. And that really used to excite me. And and uh, I, I and I used to think in my heart that these kids must be really smart. That's why they are in cybersecurity. And I used to think, how can I get into this field? So I, what I did was after completing my graduation, uh so uh, I started looking at the job descriptions uh, of these, uh, these cybersecurity roles and, you know, initial entry-level uh, uh, entry, entry level jobs. And I, I used to look at the job descriptions. And uh, if, let's say, the job description used to uh, used to mention about a tool or something, for example, if, if the job description said a tool about Nessus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nessus is a vulnerability scanner, which I use on uh, on a regular basis in my engagement till now, mm-hmm. and I, I, I so what I did was I, I Google searched about this, to read about it, downloaded its uh, uh, trial trial copy, and looked at YouTube videos. And once I got familiar, slightly familiar with the tool, I wrote the tool's name in my in my resume as well. So that kind of gave me a little bit of edge, or kind of uh, told the uh, the guy or person uh, interviewing me that hey he might. He might know a little bit about this tool, so you know these are these were the some little tricks and things I did to get into this field. And my first job was in a, in a telecom company uh, as a network security uh, a network security engineer. So yeah, that's that's how I, uh, I got how I got into cybersecurity.
0: Um, where did you first work?
2: So I I worked in Pakistan Lahore mm-hmm. uh, as a I started out as a. Uh, for the telecom company i started i started working in the telecom telecom company as a as a, as a computer analyst okay. i think i was there in that position for two months and then within the that same uh, same company i got a job offer for network security uh, engineering role yeah so that was that's how I, how i got into the corporate world
0: mm. um and you mentioned some certifi- certifications how did those uh help to aid in your career oh a lot uh, i can
2: definitely speak about them and mm-hmm. uh
0: yeah so the certification
2: i've completed is offensive security certified professional is uh, or oscp it's one of the it, it, it is considered considered one of the toughest hands-on certification in the industry so i did that and it took me uh, it took me a while to complete it because it's it's a uh, since it's there's no uh uh, multiple choice questions is all hands-on mm-hmm. and uh it's all practical it's, it's the certification is if you complete complete the certification or you get the certification it's, it's like a statement saying hey if someone has the certification it means he can hack into systems yeah so so i have done that and uh, uh and and it, it was not easy it, uh, i had to read a lot i had to practice a lot just to attain the certification and uh so my advice to any uh to younger generation listeners uh, trying to get into cybersecurity, feel is to, so to start from the basics. Uh, my what I learned from my mistake was uh, while doing OSCP was I did not knew about the basics and I used to get stuck uh, mm-hmm. because you know some very simple stuff stuff showing up on the computer screen. I I knew it was cool but I did not know why it's there. So it's it's very important to lo- know about why the system uh, why the information you're seeing on the screen is. Is there in the first place? So if you know, if you get to know that, or which normally comes from knowing the basics, this you know really helps you long way. Even if you know, let me give you an example. If you don't know your ABC, nobody is going to. You are not going to write essays about you know mm-hmm. in English. So it's, it's it's important to know your ABCs.
0: <laughs> uh, we have a question from the audience for you. Sure. Uh, it says we're living in a very dynamic and constantly evolving world the kind of competition there is in the industry you work in how do you keep up and stay relevant oh that's a, that's a good question so yeah so it, it's like
2: in any other field uh, like uh, you know if it's if uh, if it's if it's arts field if it's biomedical field and uh, and i can uh, i can uh, i can i can completely uh, say that uh, alia can agree with me on this as well it, uh, this is you know it, it's it's constant every field is evolving all right and in order to uh, keep up with uh, with the pace and cybersecurity itself is on fire everyone is getting hacked every institution is getting hacked and it's uh, so it, it, google news uh, linkedin news uh, reddit Reddit is a very good place to uh, know about news and stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter is a nice place to keep myself updated. So these are these are some of the key data uh, uh, news points I look into mm-hmm. and uh, keep myself updated. And it, it can be anything. It can be Twitter, Twitter tweet. Uh, you know, it can be on Facebook. Uh, you know, it can be from uh, groups or mailing mailing list. So yeah, th- there are different different. Uh, Uh, sources of information just make sure you're looking reading the right news or make sure to check the the sources because these days a lot of fake news is (laughs) on the rise and and to be honest it's it's very easy to publish a fake stuff you can make up stuff post it on facebook and you know expect people to like and share it's very easy anyone can do it but to the the trick is to make sure you're reading the right stuff and to make sure is that you look at the sources so
0: yeah yeah um, and what's the coolest thing you've done on the job?
2: All right. I've lied to people. <laughs> that's, well, that's, one of them. that's funny. Uh, 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 so my job, so one of my job requirements is to uh, when, it, when it's a social engineering or a social engineering engagement, um, uh, one of my clients has asked me to uh, check the security of a, of a sh- ship or of a shipping vessel. Okay. That was cool. And, uh, that was one, try to get, sneak into a ship, uh, and see the security control. That was one. That was one. The second was,
0: uh, you had to actually sneak into the ship.
2: Yes. Uh, was it in the middle
0: of the ocean? It was, it was not,
2: it was on the dock. <laughs> okay. It was on a dock, not in the middle of the ocean. I don't even know how to swim. <laughs> I, I would have drowned if I, if they asked me to <laughs> go there. <laughs> that's funny. That, that was crazy. Yeah. That's, uh, I've done that. Uh, and, uh, another uh, thing was uh, I my one of my clients in in the West Coast uh, asked me and my uh, colleague to uh, sneak into their office and uh, uh, and uh, you know act as a IT contractor from a different firm and uh, so what we did was we went to the office we gave our fake names and and the badges were issued to us without checking our identity and stuff mm-hmm. so once the ba- temporary badges were, released to us, uh, we went to, uh, so I went to uh, six different people, uh, employees, uh, my client's employees, and out of six, I was able to uh, uh, make them write their password on a piece of paper uh, of, of five uh, employees. So I was able to do uh, that. So mm-hmm. I, I felt really bad, but it just part of job, I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, do you have like a get out of jail free card in case someone catches you? Oh
2: yes, absolutely. So. Uh, we do carry get out of get out of jail pre cards, or that's what we call it. But the, yeah. the right term is authorization letter. Whenever mm-hmm. we're doing this kind of engagements, we do carry it in our wallets or in our back pocket in case our be uh, our our uh, story is not being bought by the person who is uh, who is
0: curious. Has that happened to you?
2: Uh, oh yes, absolutely. It has happened to us. Um, it Happened to me, and and uh, one of the engagements the person was not buddy. And, uh, I was, it's like, you know, uh, when we, uh, I'm doing this, this kind of, uh, physical assessment or so, uh, uh, social engineering engagement. it's like improvised comedy. I tell this to everyone. And if you have to, you have to uh, think quickly, act fast, make up story. And if the other person is not buying your story, then it's time to, you know, uh, the part, uh, it kind of raises alarm in the, in the head. Mm-hmm. So, it, uh, at, at one point uh, uh, at one engagement I was uh, the person did not buy my story and he was about to call the cops on us and uh, the moment he was do- about to do that we we t- took our, our get out of jail card or the authorization letter given to us by our client and we uh, uh, we showed them to the employee even though we showed the uh, authorization letter he was still it's annoyed still be- he was still annoyed because uh, he he was not on the fact that the, his uh, his boss did not trust that person. So that's why he, was, mm. he, he took it personally. So, so yeah.
0: <laughs> Sounds like you need to take some improv classes for this job.
2: Oh, yes. A lot. Acting classes. Yeah.
0: Um, what's the tough, toughest part of your
2: job? Uh, so the toughest part of my job is, uh, is uh, reporting. Reporting is definitely tough because the only impression which stays for a uh, longer time, longer period of time is our report. If we deliver a quality report, obviously they're going to come back to us. So we mm-hmm. make sure the report we deliver is is has it maintains the higher highest quality. It is readable, understandable, and actionable. If they can, you know, by looking at a the report, they can say, "Hey, these are the vulnerabilities or issues find it, and find it in, in the office security yeah. control in the system." If so, we ha- we have to work extra hard to make sure our report is top quality so that's that's hard
0: we have another question from the audience for you um what? kind of funny question when you were a student did you ever try to hack the network of your school
2: uh yes i did but i i i was never successful actually i <laughs> i wanted to but try to get change the grades and stuff i i did not back in my school because i did not know knew about so i i i was curious about it but i i never got into any systems i i was like a, uh, bad hacker you can say.
0: And <laughs> no one ever tried to teach you?
2: No one I don't know why people try to keep it a secret it's like <laughs> come on man it's it's just everything is online just google search it. It's, it's, I, and I started google searching and that's why I, I practiced yeah. and that's why I I think I know a little bit about it I don't think my I'm a super expert but I know mm-hmm. good some things which can provide value to a
0: and we have another question for you. Sure. Um, are open systems or cloud networks more vul- vulnerable than clouded closed systems, sorry?
2: Uh, to be honest, everything can be secure. Everything can be vulnerable. So it all depends mm-hmm. boils on to how, how you deploy it, how much knowledge, starting from the basics. If you know the basics of the ABC of, of the system you're going to deploy, you will obviously know about its pros and cons of deploying that technology. So even if it's a internal, uh, internal uh, database you have deployed uh, in your office, and if it's not security proper, there are more chances that an employer, uh, um, employee can access those you know databases with containing uh, critical information. That's just one example. And if if you deploy uh, stuff properly on the cloud, it's it's you know we have. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to give a bad example. We have Facebook systems, even mm-hmm. though they got hacked recently. Uh, like you know, it's security itself becomes harder if people do not de- implement it correctly. Yeah, so, you know, it's 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 pros and cons everywhere. It's, I cannot say the cloud is secure or the internal systems are secure. They're all flawed. They're all can be protected. That's that's the t-
0: my take it. And how how demanding is your job? Uh, it
2: depends. You know, it's uh, it depends on. Uh, on the client requirements. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm working with a very laid back client, it, it's okay. Uh, you know, clients are understandable most of the time. And if, if, uh, if the client is tough, then, then it becomes demanding. Yeah, it does.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have like specific hours or does it extend sometimes? It does. It definitely extends.
2: Uh, it's not a typical nine to five job. It, uh, it requires more, uh, more hours if, if you're delivering a report then obviously it takes more time yeah
0: what's something you wish you knew before you got into the job something something okay yeah yeah that's a really good question so uh so uh
2: before i uh, so when i wanted to join this job uh this profession i thought that it's all about hacking and stuff i knew uh, uh this profession requires a reporting as well aspect to it but i did not knew how much the business aspect of my profession is important as well. Uh, to be honest, it's good to be technical, but in, in consultancy, in uh, uh, in consultancy importantly, uh, all the technical stuff is 50, 35%. The rest 65% is about soft, soft skills. How do you talk to your client? How do you send emails to your client? How do you present yourself? How do you give presentations? How do you maintain relationships? So it's 65% of my job requires to be on the, um, you know to use my soft skills. So that's very important. I, I wish I knew it, knew better. I, I had a technical background. I worked in industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I did my degree in, in, uh, in technical and then networking, networking stuff. I, I think, uh, being, knowing about the business would have really helped me a lot. Uh, but now, and since I'm doing this, I I'm every day is an learning day for me. And I try to improve on a daily basis.
0: And what would you suggest to a high school student that wants to get into the field of cybersecurity? What's the advice you wish someone would have given you when you were looking into hacking?
2: Oh, absolutely! I can uh, I can definitely share some some advice uh, uh, with our younger generation and with, with our audience. Is that so? I, I I would like to say is that read since it uh, read a lot of stuff and uh, reading has very much importance in our Islam as well. Uh, the first word revealed in uh, uh, the first world revealed uh, to our uh, holy prophet uh, yeah, was Ikra, you know which mm-hmm. is literally means to read and I think uh, you know from Islamic point of view from uh, you know Islamic point of view from a real life point of view it's, it's really important to read anything any uh, and aside from cybersecurity, any field even if you are in arts uh, if you were into mechanical mechanical engineering uh, designing you name it you have to read you have to practice, i think reading is really important and just to give you another example like like warren buffett bill gates and elon musk are they are definitely billionaires but uh, one thing is very much common in these these uh famous people is that they are they read a lot they are they are knowledge absorbing machines the more they the all the advantage advantage they have on us is that they know a lot of stuff and they know a lot of stuff is, is because they have mm-hmm. read a lot. So my advice to everyone is just read. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, we have a couple of questions for you from the audience. Maybe afterwards they can reach out to you and answer them because we're running out of time. But, um, there's one question that asks, what's the weirdest thing you have uh, heard of being hacked?
2: Oh, well, the weirdest thing. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. That's a, this is a, this is, you know, well, yeah, I, I no do answer. come across very, very weird uh, stories. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, uh, so just to give you an example, I, I've come across databases which have, which contained a lot of very valuable information. It was on the internet, mm-hmm. free, open for everyone. That's one of the weirdest things I've come across on a daily basis. It's just not one weird story. This is just one of many uh, greatest stuff I've seen. It's
0: like, yeah.
2: yeah, and that's just one example. Yeah.
0: And what's the biggest misconception about ha- hackers?
2: All right. So
0: thanks to media, ha- uh,
2: people think that hacking is a bad thing, but hacking itself, in in its core, it's about changing, uh, it, like making uh, modifying, uh, uh, modifying the stuff. Like, mm-hmm. for example, you can you can modify your car. It's like you hack your car. That that's what it literally means. So. We hackers, computer hackers, are just modifying its normal behavior to, you know, make it our, make it more useful, make it more special, make it more ours. So yeah, that's that's all the misconception. Thanks to, thanks to the media, we we hackers are just modifiers. We just try to find creative ways to get into the system network legal. Most of us are, you know, are uh, ethical hackers. We try not to break into systems. We get consent from clients before we start our engagement. So, yeah, it's just a misconception.
0: Okay. And do you have any last piece of advice to the future generation of hackers?
2: Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, like I uh, mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. I think reading, knowing the basics, uh, being honest to yourself, I think that these are the things i would like to say to younger generation to our audience and everyone it's like just try to be honest read it really helps a long way yeah
0: do you need to have a base of like curiosity in order to do this job oh yeah
2: absolutely you have to be curious as well yes mm-hmm. being curious helps a lot
0: Okay, we have one last question, and we'll end it with this. Um, can you tell us exactly how someone would go from school, high, like things to take in high school, college, or university, to get to your job?
2: Sure. Um, so I think uh, to get into my job is like, uh, it's, it's, it's like I mentioned earlier, read about if, if you're trying to get into my field or, or any other field in general, mm-hmm. try to read about this job description. Look at what people want. Let's say if there's a job about database administrator, my cybersecurity skills are not going to help me, even though it's about computers. So read about the job descriptions online. And once you figure it out, even at an early age, if you make a, like, you know, you've heard, we have all heard about people saying, uh, follow your dreams and follow yourself. Uh, so So think. thing is, my understanding of follow, Following dreams is like uh, set, set goals and follow those goals. These, that's the that's the understanding I have. So if you want to be in my field, set a goal and follow that. Follow make a make a path towards that goal. So setting goals. Uh, if you want to be a graphic designer, set a goal. If you want to be a graphic designer. Read about the job description. Read about what's dem- what is what are people looking for. Put yourself in into your client's shoes, and then you you will understand. So if there is a pen testing job, read about pen testing. If it's a database administration job, read about database administration job related uh, job description. You will understand what is exactly required to get into this field. Yeah. Hello?
0: Okay, okay, well thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for, for everything. everything.
2: Thank you for having me here.
0: Of course. Well, if you if you would like to see future shows, you can reach out to us on our UMentor website. If you'd like to be part of the shows, you can also reach out. Thank you for listening to t- today's YouMentor uh, show. If you missed our show today, you can always hear it on the website under Prior Talk Shows. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the iTunes podcast so you never miss another show? If you want to reach out to the speakers from today's show or any of the previous shows to ask these professionals any questions you may have, please visit our online platform at umojaoutreach.org slash unleash the future slash groups. Or you can visit the UMentor website and hit the link for online platform. Be sure to tune in next week on Saturday at 3 p.m. for another panel of live speakers and more stories.